collective. Are you into astrology? Well, if you are, have you ever wanted to have your birth chart done? Today on the podcast, I'm going to be showing you how I do birth chart analysis. Yes, I do birth chart analysis. We're going to be going over my birth chart today. So if that's something that you're interested in, keep listening. What's up, collective? Welcome back if you are joining me again. If you are new, welcome. I hope you stick around. Um, If you're not into astrology, uh, that's fine. I don't just do podcasts about astrology. This is the collective culture. This is your podcast. I do a wide variety of topics. So go check back through the archived um, episodes and check out um, some other topics. I actually have started a true crime series. So if you guys are more into that kind of stuff, I do those every once in a while just to shake things up. Um, so go check those out. Anyway, let's get into this. Um, if you've listened this far, you're probably into astrology. If you clicked on this, you're probably into astrology. Henceforth, the title. Uh, before we get into what we're going to talk about today with astrology, let me invite you, if you haven't already, to click on the Linktree link below and check out my photography and my art. I am being showcased right now on Sachi Art Gallery. Uh, so go click on, it's the first link when you click on the link tree. You can also go shop the Collective Culture merch. Um, and I also have my digital prints of my photography and my art on the shop. So go check that out. If you want to follow me or interact with me on social media, all of that is in the link tree below as well. If you would like to join this conversation or have your birth chart done, please hit me up at the email address listed below, which is media.collectiveculture at gmail. All right. So today, guys, I am going to be sharing my personal birth chart with you. Uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a lot, but this is basically so you guys can see how I do birth chart analysis when I have a client. I don't do these a lot. These are very time consuming for me. They do take quite a long time to create because I spend a lot of time on it. Um, now, what makes me different from you going and doing it for free on your own, which I definitely advise and I can share with you some websites that I actually use to do the birth chart calculator, which are great. They give you a generalized birth chart analysis and they're very accurate most of them I haven't really seen one online that hasn't hasn't been very accurate what I do is I go in to each house you have 12 houses which we're gonna go over um, and I go I come from an intuitive place so I will channel messages based on that house based on your moon your rising your Venus your Mars we're gonna go through all those two guys and I can also do compatibility. So I look at your your chart and your person's chart and I pinpoint certain aspects of the chart that will help you in the future. Uh, most of the time people, when they want a compatibility chart for a romantic relationship, it's not something that they want, oh, are we just gonna last two weeks? Usually when they get a compatibility chart, 
it's because they're either engaged and wanting to get married or because they want to know if this person's going to be compatible with me for a long period of time. So I also go into that intuitively as well. It's kind of like a couples therapy, if you will. I can also do it for singles. Um, And side note, speaking of singles, feminines, I have a singles guide. Um, It's in the Collective Culture shop, so go check that out if you're interested. And I also have a Mindset Weekly Planner in there, so go check that out as well. So yeah, there are a lot of birth charts uh, analysis that you can pay for online as well. Absolutely, if that's the way you want to go. Um, I do it over the phone or video, so we get right down to the nitty-gritty, and it's basically like an intuitive channeled message um, session with you too. I also incorporate my mindset coaching in there as well, especially if it's relationship-based. Like I said, I don't do these a lot, um, so it's kind of like a first-come, first-served basis. So if you are interested in working with me, as far as your astrology chart goes, um, please hit me up at media.collecticulture at gmail. And we can talk about pricing and all that stuff. Okay, so basics. You Let's go through the... I don't know if you guys have heard this. If you're into astrology or tarot or esoteric stuff, you've probably heard of the big three. What people mean by the big three is your sun, your moon, and your rising placements. So your sun sign is, you know, the your horoscope, right? Your, your zodiac sign from your month, from your birth date. Very general, right? Um, I am a Taurus. I was born April 27th, 1982. So I just recently had a birthday. Happy birthday to me. Um... <laughs> And so I am in Taurus season. Now, Taurus season is April 20th to May 20th, give or take a day or two. Sometimes different charts have different date spans. I've seen some say the 22nd, some say the 21st. I don't know. I'm going based on the 20th to the 20th. So if you are, if you have a birthday between April 20th and May 20th, you are a Taurus. And happy birthday to you because I am recording this in Taurus season. Um, And towards the end, guys, I'm going to talk about the current Mercury retrograde that we're in, which is in Taurus. Uh, So stay tuned for that. So yes, I'm a Taurus. That is my sun sign. Now, my rising sign is Leo. And the way that you figure out your rising sign is you have to have your birth chart calculated. And the way that you have your birth chart calculated is you have to have specific information. You need your birthday, obviously. You need the location you were born, the exact location you were born, and the exact time of birth. Um, I was born at 1.32 p.m. um, Eastern Standard Time (laughs) in Niagara Falls, New York. So I am a East Coaster baby. So that is how I figured out my rising sign. Now, my rising sign is also my first house. My first house is in Leo. We'll go over the houses in just a bit, but I want to kind of get through the planets um, with you guys. So my first house is in Leo, and then it goes through the chart um, in order. So after Leo comes Virgo. So my second house would be Virgo, third house would be Libra because Libra comes after Virgo, so on and so on. So we'll get through that, or we'll get to that in a second. 
Um, my moon sign, which also you can find if you have, I believe you can find your moon sign, um, just with your birthday and your location. I don't think you need to have your exact time, but I would have exact time. It's going to help pinpoint and be, um, more accurate for your chart. Uh, my moon sign is actually in cancer and cancer is ruled by the moon. So it's in its home in, as my moon sign. Um, Leo is ruled by the sun. The zodiac sign Leo is ruled by the sun. Taurus is ruled by the planet Venus. So I have my three major planets are Venus, the sun, and the moon. My major three, again, is Taurus, Leo, and Cancer. Then you have your Venus placement. My Venus is in Pisces. Again, all of this, guys, all of these placements you find doing your birth chart analysis, your birth chart calculator, um, which I will definitely give you basics if you work with me. I will definitely give you all your basics, and I'll give you a generalized um, breakdown of everything, but then I'm going to go even more into it with my intuition and my channeling. So my Venus is in Cancer. I mean, not my Venus is in Cancer. My Venus is in Pisces. My Mercury is in Taurus. My Mars placement is in Libra. My Jupiter placement is in Scorpio. And that's kind of where I stop. There is other placements. We have your Saturn placement, your Uranus placement, your Neptune placement, and your Pluto Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto placements are generational, okay? So they're not going to be specific to you and your specific time of birth, Um, but it's good to know. It's good to have a generalized understanding of what was going on generationally during that time, you know, during that year. Uh, But like I said, not specific, so keep that in mind. The other important placement that I'll go over is your north and south nodes. Now, your north node in astrology history is your life purpose. And I know we're all searching for our life purpose. I know when I had, um, when I used to do tarot readings and stuff and I had mindset clients, they, that was kind of the question that was asked the most was what am I supposed to be doing here? What is my life purpose? So North Node is not going to like be some, you know, this is what you should do at this time. Like it's not going to tell you exactly what you need to do, but it's going to give you some guidance in that direction. So my north node is in Cancer and your south node is going to be the opposite sign of whatever your north node is. So the opposite sign of Cancer is Capricorn. Now, just like north node is your life purpose, what you're meant for, what you're supposed to be doing, what the universe and God is going to be pulling you towards, your south node is your challenges in this life. So it's, it's your obstacles and your blockages that you're going to need to overcome and face as you go through, especially if you are on your life path purpose. I mean, if you're on your life purpose path, excuse me, <laughs> you're going to be coming face to face with these challenges. Um, you're going to come face to face with these challenges regardless because it's life. Um, but that is what your south node is. So let's go back to the top. Before I get into the houses, I'm going to tell you guys a generalized um, definition of what my placements mean, okay? 
So we're going to start out with my sun sign. I'm a Taurus. I'm also in zero seven degrees of Taurus, which that's going to be on a different episode, guys. I'm not going to get into degrees today. Um, if you want a more, if you want a more education on this, I'm very happy to meet with anybody and schedule a session and we can go over it. So it says, I am known for being patient, slow moving and careful. I love to uh, prolong and savor enjoyable moments. I appreciate and need comfort, ease and warm surroundings. I have to be careful of a tendency to become placid and self-satisfied and to overeat, especially sweets. Now, that didn't necessarily resonate with me until I got older. I've always been a savory person and I still am. So the reason I'm I'm stopping here and I'm saying this is because this is not your son. You are not just your sun sign. Okay. That's why you have a birth chart. Okay. Uh, I require strenuous situations in order to grow and mature properly, even though I try to avoid them. Affection, even tempered, and I'm slow to anger. When I do become emotionally upset, I uh, am slow to forgive and time must pass before I my calm can return. Again, this is like general Taurus natured stuff. We're, we're not all of us are going to be the exact same. Uh, I demand real results from any situation. Uh, abstractions are very difficult for me to comprehend. I am very artistic. Uh, my hands love to mold and shape things. I portray earthy, physical sexiness that others find quite seductive. So that's just a generalized meaning for a sun sign in Taurus. So if you are a sun sign in Taurus, does any of that resonate with you. Now we're going to go to my rising sign, which is in 20 degrees of Leo. I love to be the center of attention and want to appear strong, confident, and dominant. Eh, I I somewhat agree with that. I am very proud of myself, sometimes quite vain even. I don't know if I agree with that either. When all around I am beraggled, I don't know what the hell that word is, and falling apart... I look like a million dollars. Now, I will agree with that. Now, if I am going through shit, you probably won't know. uh, Especially if you don't know me. Uh, I'm very dignified and honorable. I enjoy the power and privilege, but not the responsibility that comes with leadership. See, a lot of this I don't agree with um, for myself, okay? And it it could be because some of it's negative, you know. But I'm going to be open with you guys. If it is negative... I'll agree with it, even if it's, you know, something that makes me look bad. (laughs) Um, I'm very idealistic, but can also be quite stubborn. Absolutely. Others uh, impress me only if they have high integrity, uh, but wealth and power can influence or turn my head. I prefer rich, elegant surroundings and possessions. Eh, so-so. And we'll try to acquire them as budget allows. Absolutely agree with that. Physically, I am very impressive, okay? (laughs) At my best, I have a high, regal, charismatic demeanor and bearing. Uh, Try not to be a show-off. Now, Leo energy is very show-off, okay? The animal that represents Leo is a lion. Uh, You know, so it is also to your first house... Which I'm, I'm going to go to the houses, guys. But your first house I want to mention, and I'll mention again probably when I go through the houses, is your house of self. 
That's who you are. That's the first impression that people get of you when they meet you. Okay. So having it in Leo for me is kind of at home in that place because people oftentimes, you know, Leos are are noticed right as they walk into the room. They either have big hair or they have cat-like features on their face. So they're very noticeable. They also dress very flashy most of the time. Um, So being a first house in Leo is very... um, it's, it feels very comfortable there. All right. Now my moon being in cancer, it's in zero degrees of cancer. For the most part, I am very strong and secure emotionally. I am intuitively, I intuitively know what to do to make others feel comfortable, loved, accepted, and needed. I naturally enjoy feeding and taking care of others. Be careful that my mothering does not turn into something. Uh, at times I tend to feel that those to whom I am attached can never do anything without your assistance and support. Yeah. You know, I am working on that. Like I thought that for a very long time, especially when my kid was really young. But as I get older, I have like little, little to almost no tolerance for not asking for help. Like I know that I need to do that now. Um, and I know that people can do things on their own. Uh, extremely sensitive by nature. It hurts me deeply whenever anyone criticizes me. Yes and no. It depends. I have an almost desperate need to be loved and wanted and needed by everyone with whom you can come into contact with. Now, I want to touch on that and I'm going to bring some mindset into this. This to me sounds uh, the negative aspects of your placements, guys. This is a lower vibrational characteristic. Okay. So if you are not firing on all cylinders, if your self-esteem is is suffering, if you are not doing things for yourself, if you're not taking care of yourself both mentally and physically, then you're going to be these negative aspects even more. Yes, they are a part of you regardless, but they come out more when you're in a low vibration. So just keep that in mind, okay? My Venus in Pisces. My Venus uh, is at 22 degrees of Pisces. I have a dreamy, romantic nature and a very creative imagination. Indeed, at times I I fantasize and my my private fantasies are more appealing than reality around me and it's difficult for me to leave them. Yes, I will agree. I tend to be unselfish and giving in relationships and are extremely sensitive of the needs of others. Yes. Uh, be very sure that those I help are worthy of my devotion and not merely taking advantage of my innocent and naivety or naivete, whatever, um, ways. So yes, again, some of these negative aspects, I don't, I don't resonate fully because I'm not like that all the time. You know what I mean? I'm only like that when my energy is low, when my vibration is low. My Mercury in Taurus is 23 degrees. I'm a slow, careful thinker. I like to present ideas visually and concretely. Abstractions are quite difficult for me to understand. Oddly enough, I'm an abstract artist, so it's pretty funny. Uh, For me, everything must be practical and useful in order to merit my attention. I'm a perfectionist. I enjoy being skillful enough to handle the dexterity required of fine craftsmanship. Yes. Uh, caution and conservative in my thinking. I am very slow to change my opinion. Um, I am more adapt to respond 
to an appeal to my feelings than to an appeal than to appeal to logical reason. Yeah, I guess I would agree with that. Again, not all the time. One thing I will notice, and you might even notice this um, when you're going through my birth chart with me, I'm very level, um, so it's interesting. All right, my Mars is in Libra, and this is the one I'm going to stop on, guys, because we're already like 20 minutes in, and I want to get to other top other points. Um, all right. My Mars is in one degree of Libra. I am very aware of the need to cooperate with others in order to further any effort. I am usually willing to compromise with others, although I can be quite competitive in a friendly way. Very fair minded and impartial. I have the ability to sense injustice and the desire to take corrective action to make proper compensations. I can see both sides of an issue and questions, but tend to be undeciding or wavering when forced to make choices that might make me vulnerable or unpopular. Yes, I do agree with most of that. So, like I said, I'm going to stop there with my chart. Again, these are generalized definitions of my placements, okay? Now, like I said, which I will go over with you guys if you do a birth chart analysis with me, but then we're going to go even deeper. So I'm going to go through my major three just because of time as far as intuitively. Now, this is going to be a little odd because I'm doing it for myself. So to read intuitively for myself, okay, it's going to be a lot different when I'm reading for someone I don't really know. Um, But I have also read for my friends too, and I don't know everything about my friends. All right, so my Taurus, my son Taurus, so... Intuitively for myself that I have figured out about myself with my Taurus placement is that is my default. So no matter what's going on in my life, no matter if I'm meeting someone for the first time and they kind of see my Leo because that's my first impression, first house, or if I'm alone in my emotions with my moon and cancer, um, I am always a Taurus. I'm always like stable, I'm grounded, I'm level-headed, I'm practical overall, right? So even if I'm emotional, I'm still a practical emotional person. If I am out, you know, in the public eye or I'm working on something or I'm being noticed, I'm still that practical Leo, you know, I'm still that practical um, showboater, I guess, if you will. That's a horrible way to say it, but you know, If I'm in the public light, if I'm in the spotlight, if I'm being recognized for something, I still come at it with a practical mindset because of my Taurus nature. So honestly, that I just kind of summed up intuitively all three of those placements. (laughs) Um, But I will say that your, your sun sign is your default. It's who you always go back to because that is what season you were born in, right? And think about like seasoning... Uh, This is funny. I was just doing this yesterday. Seasoning a cast iron skillet. You know, you want to bring it to the place that it's going to do the best job, right? That it's going to cook the food in the best way. It's not going to ruin the pan, right? So your sun sign, again, is who you are, who you you show yourself to be, your first impression to people. Um, And then your moon sign is typically who you are alone. It's It's your most authentic self. Because you are only going to be yourself when you're at your when you're alone, right? 
So that's just a generalized um, way of showing you how I would intuitively read for you. Um, Definitely going to be a lot different, guys, if it's for someone else than myself. All right, let's go through the houses. And we've talked about the... um, We talked about the first house a lot already. But I will go over it just a little bit more. So again, the first house is the house of self, okay? Is often um, the the ruler, is not often, the ruler of the first house is the first sign in the zodiac, which would be Aries. Um, and the planet Mars is also ruled by the first house because Mars, Mars rules Aries. The placement in this house can give me a window into understanding more about you your outward appearance, your traits, your characteristics, your outlook, and your sense of expression. In other words, this house tells you a lot about your personality. Right. Your second house, uh, which is your house of value, possessions, things like that, your morals also. The second house is ruled by Taurus because that's the second zodiac in the wheel. In the general wheel, guys, not my wheel. And the planet Venus is also rules the second house. It relates to your possessions, but not only focused on tangible things. Placements in this house can help you gain insight into all that belongs to you, be your money, investments, material environment, and your inner self needs, wants, and abilities. Your value in the name of this house refers to both your finances and your internal values and morals. Your third house is your house of communication. The third house is called the house of communication. Some astrologers may also refer to it as the house of sharing. It's ruled by Gemini and the planet Mercury. This house governs how you communicate and connect with other people. Communication is not just talking or texting. It means something imparted, interchanged, or transmitted. For that reason, astrologers often look to this house for more of someone's written and verbal communication styles and how they might interact with themselves, the environment, and those they know well. So if you're a writer, if you're a songwriter, a poetry writer, a novel writer, your house, your third house is something that you definitely need to look into, okay? All right, your fourth house is your house of home and family. It's ruled by Cancer and the Moon. It houses your focus on your family, your history, your traditions, your ancestry. It tells you more about your home life, how you're going to be at home, the place in which your domestic affairs are centered. The house sits at the bottom of the astrology wheel and is thought of by many astrologers as being the foundation to a person's self, life, and beliefs. You might look to this house for insight on how to to relate to your parents or your own children on how you nurture yourself and others. So if you're a stay-at-home mom, your fourth house is definitely something you need to look into. Your fifth house of pleasure. This is ruled by Leo and the sun. It is known for being charismatic, your outgoing nature, your dynamics. It makes sense that your fifth house is um, ruled by the sun because it produces energy. The, the Leo sign is also a fire sign, which is also ruled by energy. Um, it is related to your expression and creativity. 
Pleasure in this house is a name referred to enjoyment and satisfaction derived from what is known to one's liking. The fifth house, the fifth house tells you about things that you would like to create, um, your fulfillment in life, uh, your art, culture, romance, games, hobbies, and even your family and children. Your sixth house of health is ruled by Virgo and Mercury. The house deals with health or the general condition of the body and mind on all levels. That means it can give you insight into not just your physical health and your relationship with your body, but also your mental and emotional self, such as how you react to adversity and areas of where you experience personal growth. You may also look to this house to learn about your ideal career and ways to be a service to others. Sixth house is also where I would look at for your compatibility because your sixth house is who you are daily. It's your daily routine house. You know, and if you guys can't get along daily, then you're not going to make it. All right. Your seventh house is of partnerships. In the seventh through 12 houses, your birth chart shifts away from personal insight and begins to focus on interpersonal or how you interact with others. This house is ruled by Venus and Libra, and it is all about partnerships, romantic and platonic. It also deals with your business relationships, your contracts, and your negotiations as well. Other names for this house are the House of Relationships and the House of Balance. Number eight is the House of Transformation. Passion and mysterious Scorpio leads the eighth house with Mars and Pluto. This house also focuses on relationships, but is less on how people behave in relationships and more how those relationships transform them. The, this includes insight into one's birth, death, sexuality, and karma. This house also, also governs joint property that has transformational abilities like inheritance, debt, and even joint finances. And number nine is the house of purpose, or also I like to call it your higher self. It is ruled by Jupiter and Sagittarius. The house of purpose is also sometimes called the house of philosophy. That's because it's centered on the higher mind and philosophy or the, net, the rational investigation of the truths and principles of being, knowledge, or conducts. This house focuses on our religion, our morals. It's, it's, a, it's a second placement of your morals on a higher level, unlike the second house. Your ethics and your dreams. Insights gained by studying the placements in this house may also relate to travel, culture, and even in our ancestors. So the 10th house is the house of social status, your fame, things like that. Capricorn is among the hardest working signs in the Zodiac. And that's why the 10th house ruled by Saturn and Capricorn is where you look to learn more about your career, your achievements, and your social status, or how you relate to, devoted to, or characterized by friendly companionship or relations. The cusp or border of the 10th house is known as the midheaven, okay? Which, again, is a deeper part of a birth chart, um your midheaven placement and can tell astrologers more about your career path placements in this house can also help you determine professional goals and ambitions as well as how successful you may be your 11th house is your house of friendships groups is ruled by saturn uranus and aquarius 
This deals with the ways in which our friendships uh, find harmony. Astrological placements in this house can tell you more about the clubs, social groups, and organizations to which you are drawn to. This house is also about collective beliefs and actions on how those contribute to self-actualization or the achievement of one's full potential through creativity, independence, and spontaneity. And lastly, the 12th house of the subconscious. I also call this the house of secrets. The 12th house, sometimes called the house of unconscious, is ruled by Pisces and the planet Jupiter and Neptune. Pisces is associated with emotions and creativity. Therefore, you can look to this house to learn more about your imagination, your feelings, and your subconscious mind, which exists or operates beneath or beyond our consciousness. Place in the 12th house indicates Placements in the 12th house indicates private strengths and weaknesses on and how people confront and learn from their past actions. Some astrologers also believe that you can look here to find clues about old age and the afterlife. Yeah, so 12th house and the 6th house are, for me, they're, they're very important doing a compatibility chart for a romantic couple. Because your 12th house is your underlying self. And your sixth house is who you are on a daily basis. It's your, your default, right? It's your pattern. It's your natural DNA pattern of who you are as a default. Like who you go back to, who you are every single day um, consistently. Of course, we're going to have those off days. And then your 12th house is who you are deep down. It's your intimate self, right? Also, the eighth house is your intimate self as well. Uh, but most of the time I see people, when they do compatibility charts, they go straight for the 7th house, the 5th house, the 8th house. Those houses are important, yes, but those are the last ones that I go to. Um, of course, it's important to know how you're going to interact in a relationship. So your 7th house of partnerships is important, but it's not the be-all, end-all, okay? It's not going to tell you if you guys are going to last forever or if you are truly compatible. And again... Guys, I do not live my life based on astrology completely. I do not live my life reading my horoscope. If my horoscope tells me to stay home and I need to go somewhere, I don't always listen. So this is not the Bible, okay? And even the Bible should be taken lightly. You should not live your life based on anything but your true self and intuition, So, again, that's why I differ from other birth chart analysis because I go based on intuition. I also can teach you how to use your own intuition to read yourself. Okay, so basically, yes, I'm going to be giving you a birth chart analysis and reading your chart, but I'm also going to be reading you, which is more important than the chart. The chart is there. It's like tarot cards, right? Like when I do tarot readings, I look, I I do it intuitively, but the visual aspects helps the person I'm reading for connect to my message because seeing is believing, right? So it's the same thing with astrology. The birth chart is there for the seeing and the believing part of it. But you know when something resonates with you. You feel it in your gut. You kind of even swallow your tongue or you take a deep breath when you know something is you you know it's you and that's what I do when I do birth chart analysis so I've just given you guys a lot of information I told you all about the 12 houses um I actually have uh another astrology episode if you guys go back in my old episodes 
So really quick, I'm going to read, I want to read this to you guys really quickly. So how do the zodiac signs relate to the houses? Because I feel like that is definitely going to be a question. To understand the houses though, you need to know that each person has an ascendant, right? Your rising sign that I talked about. This is the sign that was rising on the eastern horizon at the exact time of your birth, which is why you need to have your exact birth time. If your birth chart, in your birth chart, the ascendant sign is present on the cusp or the edge of the first house. And that placement determines the location of every other planet sign and constellation in your personal chart, as I told you. Your ascendant sign or your rising is related, is and its related house can offer clues about your outward expression and how you relate to other people. In fact, the first six astrology houses are known to astrologers as their personal houses, the ones that help you learn all about yourself and how you relate to the world. While houses seven through 12 are typically viewed as the interpersonal houses, but they're just as important to understanding who you are on a deeper level. And that way, when you are intimate with someone, whether it is a best friend or a love partner, or even your children, you can decide how much of that intimate part of yourself you're going to show and how much you're not. Because I don't believe that we should ever share ourselves completely with another person. I feel like things should be left to us. You know, we should only share everything with ourselves because that is the most important relationship that we'll ever have. And then the last thing I want to say is what does the house mean in astrology? It each person has a sun sign. The sign you use to check your horoscope, right? Which you can find that um on any website, app, I mean, there's so many. This sign denotes where the sun was at the time of your birth based on your zodiac. Each person also has what's known as an astrological birth chart, which is what I'm talking about, um, which differs zodiac sign planets and constellations that help astrologers learn more about them. A birth chart is a drawn as a 360 degrees wheel that's divided into 12 houses. Okay, it's kind of thinking of like a pie, a pie chart. At the exact time of your birth, each planet and constellation in the zodiac was located inside of a specific house or section of this wheel. Astrologers believe that knowing these placements can give you more insight into the ways astrology influences key parts of your life, your health, your career, and your relationships. So, you know, for me, the reason that I got into astrology was because I wanted to have a better understanding of who I am on a higher level, on a spiritual level. And I found it very interesting. And when I started looking into myself through astrology, I was like, wow, all of this makes sense. And yes, some of it is very general. It absolutely is. But it helped me to grow. It helped me to be a better mom. It helped me to be a better friend, a better girlfriend, um, a better employee, if you will, a better um, version of myself because I understood my weaknesses, my strengths, my challenges. Um, absolutely, absolutely, the north and south nodes are what help me the most. Understanding what is meant for me and understanding what I'm going to have to overcome to get to that place or to go to that place or to be on that path. And it helps, guys. It really does. And it's very accurate. And I will. the last thing I'm going to share is my north and south node placements. 
Um, and I told you earlier, well, actually, that's not the last thing I'm going to share. I'm going to very briefly talk about the Mercury retrograde in Taurus. Um, but before I get into that, my North node being cancer is telling me that my life path, and it's not the only thing that I meant to do, but my life path is to take care of others. It is to be a homemaker. It is to take care of children. And that is why I am so deeply connected to children, why they um, are so comfortable with me right away, why I've been such a good mom to my son, because I'm natural. It's, it's a natural, it's my default. It's my, my purpose is my default, and my default is to take care of people. Um, there's a lot more to it to that. I don't, time is not letting me do that right now. Um, and I, I think I've shared enough, <laughs> but my South node being in Capricorn is tough. Capricorn's a strong placement. It's, it's ruled by Saturn. Um, and it's a difficult placement. Saturn is the no bullshit planet. It is the planet that shows you what you're made of. Um, but it puts you in a six month boot camp. Uh, before it'll show you that, you know, if not longer than six months. So having it as my South node, my challenges in life, my challenges in life is to not take myself so serious. And then on the flip side of that, to take something serious, to see things through, to not lose sight of what's important, right? To take my money more serious, to budget, to save, to plan, right? These are all things that I've got to work on and get better at, okay? So I hope that helps as far as giving you just a small um, description of kind of what this is. Like I said, if you guys want to go deeper into your own uh, astrology, please let me know. Hit me up at media.collectorculture at gmail. The link is in the description. So very quickly, Mercury retrogrades happen about two to three times every year. These are people's in astrology, if you're into it, if you follow it, um, this is people's not favorable astrology, uh, planetary alignments or not alignments, um, transits, I guess, if you will, Mercury retrograde oftentimes will mess with your technology, your car, your travel plans, your communication. And with it being in Taurus, which is ruled by the planet Venus, Venus is all about beauty and love. Mercury is going to be bringing back past lovers. Okay, so this is going to be a little side note channeled message for Mercury retrograde in Taurus right now. It's going to be bringing back past lovers. It's going to be bringing back past um, institutions. Um, Taurus rules the status quo. It rules churches. It rules religion. Um, it also, it's for me in the tarot, there's two cards, the high priestess and the hierophant. The hierophant is Taurus. It represents Taurus in the zodiac or in the tarot and the high priestess represents Pisces, but they're the spiritual couple in the tarot. Um, and the high priestess is above or yeah. And the hierophant would be below. It'd be earth. It'd be earthly things. It would be. Um, things that we all relate to, that we all are built on, basically. So having that in Mercury going backwards, we're going to be revisiting maybe even religions that we fell away from when we were kids or um, traditions where we might be going back to tradition. Um, And right now, the Earth 
um, could definitely use that. The world could definitely use that. Um, Mercury retrogrades are Mercury's the planet of communication. It's also Gemini and Virgo's ruler. So we're going to have aspects of that also. And Gemini is right next to Taurus. So there's going to be some communication mishaps that may happen. Like I said, people from your past may pop up to communicate with you. For me, the way that it has been affecting me, if you guys want to know, um, Mercury, my Mercury is in Taurus. That's my communication. (laughs) So it has been messing with my communication. If you guys listen to my past several episodes, I sound like a jumbling idiot. And I've been doing it in this episode also. I'm getting better because I'm catching myself more. But my communication has been all over the place. And I think it's because I have so much going on in my head that I want to get it out. And I want to get it out fast. I don't know if you guys can tell that I do speak very fast sometimes. Especially if I'm passionate about something. I can go off. So if I am speaking too fast for you guys, I am not opposed to feedback. Okay? I feel like feedback is a gift. Um, You know, criticism. Watch yourself. Um, I'm not going to tolerate bullying um I'll just block you or or ignore you and I know you guys hate that the most (laughs) and that's a little side note if you're dealing with a narcissistic person um I'm sorry I I don't know why you're dealing with them but if you are the the best way to handle them is to ignore them they hate to be ignored um and that being said guys oh I don't want to close on a negative uh, point, but, um, I'm here to help. Okay. So that was just something that popped in my mind. I thought I would share with you guys. So if, again, if you guys want to go through your birth chart, if you want to understand yourself better, see what maybe is meant for you, what is not see, which maybe you need to work on and what you're good at, what you need to focus on your strengths, building those up, but not losing sight of what your weaknesses are. Um, please let me know. Hit me up. And again, if you want to check out my abstract artwork or my photography, please click the link tree link below. And with that being said, I am going to leave you guys now and simply say until next time, ciao.